0: welcome to another episode of relative pitch it's been a wild week there's been a lot going on in the socials and the media um people are wilding i guess it's getting too warm actually it's not warm i will have to say that it's not summer yet i don't know about y'all but it's about to be 50 some degrees tomorrow here it's,
1: it's pretty warm it's pretty where
2: warm.
0: um here
2: didn't you just it say it was warm. yesterday it
0: was so. This is why Michael is not a credible source. For I it. mean, the
1: sun is out, and in Michigan that means a lot, and it's 51 degrees today. Compared to
0: what we had in the winter, this is warm. Okay, relativity. This is relative pitch. I'll hear it. I'll hear it. Uh, But y'all i passed my orals if y'all don't know what orals are at least for certain schools it's like you have to it's like a defense of like of basically knowledge that you should have known or should know um by this point your degree everyone's does it differently michael's they didn't get their questions until the day of i got my questions two weeks ahead of time but also my orals were like almost two hours i don't know michael how long were your orals an hour an hour yeah and so it's it's not not necessarily like a like a thesis defense or anything because it wasn't that deep, but it was like you got question I got questions and I had to answer them and they were really like questions and questions and questions and questions and had to explain and all this other stuff. So I guess go academia, yay. I
2: mean, just really was it worth it?
0: I think. If anything, I'm a person who I would have rather spoken to my own thing. So I wouldn't, I wasn't necessarily like, I, questions are fine. Like, I feel like if they were like, we're going to do 30 minutes of rapid questions at the end. But then for the other hour and a half or whatever, we want you to present or whatever you think would accurately, just dis- like accurately depict what you have learned and gained from this educational experience. Cause I feel like in that sense, you get way more. Um, individuality. When it comes to some people may want to do like kind of like a lecture recital. Some people may want to do more like a TED talk. Me, I would have done like a TED talk presentation on all the different research I've been doing and all these things. You know what I mean? So there could have been a lot. There's way more room for uh, creativity. I think that is that formatting is not allowing for. But I feel like they're nervous that there's going to be a wide range of different types if that makes sense like you have people like me who i would be extra yes i already said i would do like a whole ted talk experience type thing but there may be people who won't do any of that and who may just come in with like something to read off a paper but i don't know i i think that also counts and shows about that individual or that student right depending on how much they went into it so i would be more interested in a system that would allow for more of that, more creativity, because um, then you'll get to see a way wider range of, like that, if that makes sense.
1: Some schools do that; they're called lecture recitals.
0: Right. For well, that, yeah, that, that's what I masters, mentioned. Though?
1: Yeah, some schools make you do a lecture recital and a and a, a solo recital.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it should be allowed, like, if you wanted to do a lecture recital, cool, but I wouldn't even have done it. Maybe I would have done a lecture recital, but I would have been doing more speaking and talking.
2: Yeah, because I actually think a lot of the conducting programs, it is more of a lecture recital, both for master's and uh, doctoral degrees. Um, and for some reason, it's really highly, like, transcription-based in our field, um, like a lot of you know, conducting people. They'll do a transcription in the wind band medium, of course. Uh, Do a transcription, do a lecture recital, perform the piece. Boom, you got the degree. That's kind of how it is. But the orals, was your orals worth it, Michael? Or do you think it was worth it? No.
0: Michael was pissed at his orals, I will say. so. Here's
1: here's my thing. Speak on it. Hmm. I understand that I should know the history of my instrument, but it's 2022. I don't care about the Renaissance and what my trumpet did in the Renaissance anymore.
2: Now, hold up, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, okay? <laughs> For those of you who are listening, who do not know Michael Brown personally, um, when we were in undergraduate, okay, all Michael spoke about was Renaissance and Baroque. Baroque. It's great
0: music. I love the
2: music still to this
0: day. That was like all he cared about. He didn't care about anything past
2: the Baroque period. Thank you, Lauren. I mean. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, first of all, and also I lived with him. Okay. So double annoying of listening to Renaissance and Baroque. And oh my gosh, this trumpet, this, this trumpet, this. And I'm like, Michael, I don't give not a damn. I'm well, sorry, here, love. Okay, okay. Now you're gonna make me. Lose Speak on mind. it. Speak with
1: the
0: chest. Speak Ooh. with the chest. Come on. Come
1: What's on. Okay. Whoa. Let's be. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be clear. Let's, let's be, be clear. real. Okay. So we had we had the medieval great music. Ma loved it. Renaissance great music. Ma loved it. Um, there is not a lot of music that grooves that lets you improv and has a um. In the classical field, yeah, y'all turn your heads, name name an <laughs> area of music that grooves, lets you improvise, and ha, still have a classical feel. In the classical music, Western classical music idiom, name another time period where you could improvise, and now, it was socially acceptable.
0: Now, I guess, whatever we're in right now. What is it? the whatever they're gonna call it in history books i don't know 21st century not written in orchestras that's only live electronic music
1: still not socially acceptable all the time
0: yeah maybe for ensemble so
1: anyways um renaissance broke you could do all that stuff then we go into this white hair system of boring music that everybody keeps listening to and playing from all the concertos, oh, this guy was a genius, blah 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 but no one cares about him. Hey,
2: so glad that you said that because I have a question. Have y'all listened to Beethoven Six? No. Oh, is
0: that the patatique? Pat- <clears throat> <clears throat> or pastoral. <throat> pastoral. Mm-hmm.
2: So okay. last night I had the pleasure of listening to the UCF Symphony Orchestra. Mind you, beautiful ensemble. Beautiful ensemble. They made beautiful music. Um, they played Fountains of Rome, uh, Respighi. Uh, the first piece was that uh, beautiful play, absolutely beautiful play. Um, also, they did something really cool. So, right now, UCF is doing, oh, I forgot, they're doing a festival. It's the arts festival, basically. So, for two or three weeks, like each, all of their groups from the new music ensemble, the symphony orchestra, the wind bands, the choirs, the Chamber ensemble, they're doing all these arts, and they're like co collaborating with the uh, electronics department, the arts department. Like, the, it's like so cool, y'all. Really love it. So last night they did Beethoven's six, uh, six um, and then the second movement, that's really like the pastoral, you know, movement. Which they did something really cool. The arts department actually created a whole story that went with that movement, and they showed it. We're watching like this, what they came up with. And, like, the orchestra is, like, playing with them beautiful. However, Beethoven's boring. Specifically that one. I
1: wasn't even talking about Beethoven. I was talking about Mozart. But oh, we, we knew, also talk we about knew what we
2: were talking about. We can right. say that. I mean, we're gonna make sure. all of, honestly, all, them in that classical period, I'm just like, I know what's happening. And so to further my point,
1: then we, okay, skip over the classical period. No one cares about it. Now we get into the romantic period. It's rah, 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 fine. It's okay. Not rah, rah. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Wagner wrote some. (laughs) Wagner wrote some of the most beautiful music we're ever going to hear. Blah, blah. He's a horrible person. Let's move on. Then we have Mahler and Strauss. Strauss wanted to kill the entire idea of a symphony, which our society won't let him do because we call everything he wrote as a tone poem because we're kind of stupid. But, you know, let's not talk about that. Um, then we get into Mahler. He was cool. And then now we get into some cool stuff and the most progressiveness of like wind bands and pushing those forward. But we don't also have professional wind bands. So anyways, we don't care about that either. So what I don't care about is all of that. I just would rather speak on other stuff instead of the history of the trumpet. I know the big stuff, but like, why do I need to walk around? And tell you the treaties of how they used to ornament. I know how to ornament. I know how to do it in a Renaissance style. They're not even called ornamentations. They're called divisions. Okay? Knowledge. But also... Knowledge. What? Knowledge. Uh, but also, let's also, let's talk about, let's create a um thing between hip-hop and back then re- Renaissance and Baroque. Sampling. Huge in hip-hop right now. What was huge in the Baroque and Renaissance? Borrowing and paying homage to other composers. That kind of died when the symphony started. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this, but then they're going to remember me more than you. No, we're paying homage. We're taking their art. We're saying, we love you. You inspired us. Boom. There's connections that can be made. And then until we accept all these connections and accept every genre of music, they're never going to be combined in a way that's meaningful. I'll
2: like have- we listen
1: to Gershwin. I'm oh, sorry. No, you're good. Continue. We oh, listen awesome. to Gershwin. We're saying, we're listening to Gershwin. It was like, oh, that's such like, we hear the jazz harmonies and stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. But he stole that. And that's more like 10 Pan Alley stuff. That's not like, no. And we listen to new music now written by composers and we hear hip hop and stuff influences, but it's sometimes really direct. I love that. I want to know if composers are going to soon... Another thing that we talked about. Composers don't write music just to write music anymore. Mm. Some one people one. write it for a check. And tell the people who write it only for a check. Because that thing gets... stale. Stale! And white light this paper. So, thank you for my tech talk. It has been
0: amazing. And I will see you later. Okay. Um, I will have to say though, I the thing I did enjoy about mine was because it seemed like Michael, didn't you you had like ten different questions and they were just able to ask you guys nine. Could get nine questions. So for me, instead, I had my committee and my committee all gave me one question. and like I said, they were very in-depth questions. Um, so basically all of them took rather 30 minutes to just to get through the all the question mm-hmm. and everything. None of my questions were like, uh describe the history of the flute and talk about these four white dudes who are credited for the beginning of the flute you know what i mean it wasn't now would i have expected that absolutely based off of all the things i have learned and and, and the things that we we're s- supposed to be expected to know just off the cuff for whatever reason but instead, my questions were more in terms of opinions like why would you consider these recordings excellent like figure out like um different like underrepresented pieces that you are able to that could uh be used um instead of pieces that are overrepresented and like talk about the comparisons and da 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 and I'm like yeah that's literally everything I already do but that is what I'm an advocate for is for bringing underrepresented artists and composers into the space into the conversations and so in that sense I feel like I feel we just need to get away from this idea that like everyone should write a dissertation on the history of their instrument i don't want to i don't know who that's my the biggest thing think about how many dissertations you've read for real think about how many dissertations you've read and like think about like were you pleasure reading for if you were like i have never sat down and looked up dissertations for the history of the flute Mm, i'm really interested to know who has written about too many are out there i promise you i don't care Like what? So if you're getting these people to write dissertations on things that no one even cares about or wants to know about anymore, what? It's a waste. It's a waste. You could be doing uh, writings on things that are groundbreaking, that are new, that'll push and propel the the um, field forward. But instead, you're throwing us back however many years into the past on things we already know they're doing research on stuff that's already been found you know what i mean like find new stuff like go in a different direction form a different opinion like something so that's yeah i hate i hate that anyway
2: so there is um this book right here
1: a concise history of the wind band by david whitwell
2: so why did i go to some um conferences and there was a session given on the history of the wind band i don't i don't i don't care
1: it's all I, in that book the book and, is very good um, and
2: i look how dense let's just go to oh it's dense like this right it's here dance. the book is this thick there Um, if I really 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 wanted to know I'll just read this book Um, I should not you know need to go to an hour lecture you know conference session to hear about it and again like you said you're looking backwards instead of looking forward to continue to make things better we're looking at how all white people started playing wind instruments and then it Became this and then became that and then became that. That's wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. And for people like us where this like we were not allowed to play those instruments in this in this field. Mm-hmm. This isn't my history, babe. He
0: isn't
1: you wanna Okay, I have a question. This might be problematic. It's okay. I'm scared. After like let's say 1925 um has there ever been a good third movement of anything
2: i don't really listen to big words like that
1: especially solo and chamber works
0: uh i guess i mean the lieberman concerto i'll have to i have to say the third movement of that is pretty high the flute concerto that's it for me in my head i'm thinking is it as good as the first two movements I think it's honestly better than the uh than the first movement. I that second movement, that's a tie, but maybe it's just because I could play it better now. And I'm like, it's better than the first move. But no, I overall the orchestration. If you actually listen to it with the recording of with the orchestras, the orchestration for the third movement is like cinematic. Like it's super cool to listen to. There's a
1: lot of people who've thrown away their third movements. I'm like, just stop writing at two. If that's all you ran out of ideas, leave it. I'm telling you, we can we can leave on a slow time.
2: Well, I'm I'm pretty sure when you say third movie, means three out of four, right? No, three out of three. Oh, most most of it, right? <clears throat> like the fourth movement should be the like lively, you know, stuff like that. You know, most? if it if it's a finale, it needs to be a finale.
1: I'm not really talking about big orchestral works or big works. I'm talking about, like, solo and chamber works. A lot of third movements suck. Like, I was reading through stuff the other day, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to play this piece. First, second movement is cool. Third movement, I'm like, what is this? Yeah, what uh, did you do?
0: I think, I mean, I really like, What's I mean, we're not talking about large ensemble works, but you know the third movement of Sibelius, like the second symphony, it is a, immediately a taka into the fourth movement, so it's like he uses the entire movement as a bit wind-up. Like, you're going down, you're going up, you're going down, you're going up, and then boom, the fourth movement hints into the big like that whole part and everything. I like that because I felt like it. it was, there was a connection between it and everything um between them so they went together like they flowed. so it it made sense because he was already thinking ahead you could tell he was thinking ahead sometimes now especially it feels like the movements are a little too disconnected to the point of like it's like how people are saying like isn't there a Beyonce quote where she's like uh, people don't write albums anymore there's just a bunch of songs together on like a like a CD you know it's like that whole thing because a symphony a large work in general should feel like it flows together effortlessly you know
2: I'm sorry. You brung up you brung up the queen, so I have to pose the question. Let's go to the Oscars. Dang. So my girl, my favorite girl in the world, Miss Beyonce Giselle knows Carter. She was nominated for mm-hmm. you know an Oscar for what song? Best movie so, score song, whatever. For um, her song with
0: King Richard, the um Richard.
2: First of all, if y'all have not heard the song, go listen to the song. Just the first 25 seconds of the song is amazing. The cluster chord that she has is such suspense. It's, she has really mastered her instrument, her voice to where she could layer her voice and it sounds like this big choir in tune, everything. Also when she actually does the solo work, she the amount of control she has over her voice, beautiful. And even in the live performance that she did at the Oscars was just like that. Now, she didn't win. Um, she uh, Billie Eilish won um, for that for the her song hey Time to Die, yeah. In the- yeah, for the James Bond film. Um what are your thoughts? What what are what are your thoughts on that?
0: Okay, uh, being someone who I enjoy both of those artists, um, first of all, they're, it's like a- apples and oranges in that sense of like they're completely different styles. I think of, um, of like a genre, it's, it's a big difference in the sound and I, I appreciate and respect both sounds. Um, I appreciate Beyonce in the sense that she's been in this game, like this is hers, like that sound she has, like you said, she has developed and worked for the sound that she has for such a long time and it's like almost like effortless. Now, all she's doing is every time she is proving that she still has it and that she's taking it a step above every single time. Like She's in competition with herself at this point, which I think she knows. I think we know, (laughs) you know what I mean? So when she gets nominated in these categories, it's it's like we already know she she is capable and deserving of that award that she is nominated for. It's just a matter of what in the world the what the idea behind giving the award to that person that year what are they thinking you know who's in the in the seats Billie eilish is so young i think she's about to turn 20 or just turn twenty. i can't remember I think she's um
2: 21. I, I, or I,
0: 21 I, maybe i can't yeah. i know she's either 20 or 21 um but she's super young she has a very her just like i think b or not thing Just like Beyonce came out and was like, this is my style and everything. I think Billie Eilish came out and really wanted to separate herself from everyone else in that type of field that she is in. And she's doing it really well in a very interesting way. Like, she did a collab, like, a project with L.A. Phil and Dudamel and all that. And it was really interesting. And so, for me... Yeah, she's twenty. I would have been interested in. I would have been like, yeah, it would have made sense for either one of them to have won for me because I think they they both, re, for what they worked on, um, and have achieved by their own ages, is amazing. And so for me, I'm just like, it. It depends on the day. I feel like if if it were a different group of people who were doing it that year, Beyonce would have won. And this year, it was just a collective that push for Billy more for whatever reasons and everything. So like, I don't have any negative, if that makes I sense. Think
2: one of those reasons though, it's because it um, people are calling it the James Bond, the James Bond effect, because anytime a James Bond uh, record is nominated in this category, they're gonna win. Like in Did 20... Win? Yeah, Skyfall won okay, in Skyfall, 2012. Yeah. Then 2015, I forgot the artist who did the song for that, but I believe they won the Oscar. And then this one also won the Oscar Mm -hmm. as well. So I don't know what it is about the Academy likes to hear. Know that I did the Adele
0: one, Adele Skyfall song. I
2: love me some (laughs) Skyfall. I I love that piece. Um, But it was it was uh, it. it, It's a time. I don't know what the Academy likes about James Bond, uh, but it's. It's interesting.
1: It's like the same thing with the Grammys and Bruno. Is it? Oh, he just keeps stacking. Also, oh, he hasn't, Bruno, he hasn't Bruno, lost Bruno,
2: anything. I don't think Bruno Mars
1: has ever lost anything when he has been nominated for the Grammys well,
2: since twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. But let's let's talk about that because I have a hot take on that. Mm. And twenty fourteen, what style of music did he start to change dominantly?
0: He was big on like it was for just Is that before that's grenade or after? Is that's that
2: before Huh? Is
1: that before grenade or after grenade?
2: That's, I'll catch a grenade that's after. For so literally, you. so you, there there is a separation of 2014 before 2014 and after 2014. 2014, do you know what song came out in 2014?
0: Was it Uptown okay. Funk?
2: That. Uh, and what style of music is that?
0: You
2: I mean, it's black. black. What style <laughs> would you say? Just the way you are, grenade. Pop,
0: pop more than Justin Timberlakey. Like he could so, have sang those songs.
2: So before, prior to 2014, he wasn't really being recognized. Like th- it was good. Don't get me wrong; it was good music. I had it in my little iPod Nano. You know when you had to turn the <laughs> dial. I had. I was listening to it, but 2014. Mm-hmm the style changed to R&B, to this soul, to this funk. Mm -hmm. Now, Uptown Funk is honestly just a ripoff of the funk artists like Morris Day in the Times, some Prince stuff. And to some, a lot of that music was really overlooked for a while. It was completely (laughs) overlooked. Never really won any awards for anything. Now, 2014, Bruno brings it back. So from 2014 to now, whenever Bruno has been um, nominated for something, he has won. Now, why is that?
0: I, mm. I
1: have no answer to that, but I will say the funniest meme on earth. Is watching someone put two videos of "I'll catch a grenade for you," then go on to "This bitch got me paid." That was the funniest meme well, I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, I
0: think that's the whole thing is that he completely changed. He whether he knew it or his art, whatever his managers knew it, but he was like, if you want to get like recognized, you have to go this different direction. And we see that in different industries too. We see why the Kardashians got famous they're not pale anymore right like it's the same thing it's this it's just it keeps happening it's this idea of like and he's been um what is it Um, accused of cultural appropriation because is bruno black why he has no. yeah right really really? yeah he's not black (laughs) like that's the whole thing so you're you're taking on the identity of this culture that is very black very black and w- stacking up all these awards because of it and, and the
2: thing that is- and now let's i i mean to my knowledge i haven't even i don't i haven't heard anything about how bruno is problematic in the, in that oh. sense in which i think he's actually addressed that 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 Rhetoric of you know cultural appropriation because you said like I grew up on this music like I grew up listening to Prince. I grew up, you know, listening to Michael Jackson. I grew up listening to these artists and this is the music that I love, which is totally fine. But when um, There are other, you know, is to me whenever I see something And I know the true artists that are in this field have been working their asses off forever and not getting the recognition. And then here is somebody who is digestible to multiple different audiences getting all these awards. I'm like, what about you? These people have been doing this forever, forever. That's my only thing.
0: I have to, because you just said that I have two different takes, or not two different takes, but two different examples of this. First of all, I'm going to start with Silk Sonic. Anderson Pack has been Anderson Pack for, for for forever. forever right? So why is he now? Why is he just now, because he's next to Bruno Mars, that he's getting the recognition? Second, Doja Cat, SZA. Love both of them. Love both of them. But SZA has even said, it It was like, why have I never been asked to perform on these stages? But Doja Cat's been everywhere. Everywhere.
2: First of all, SZA has been, now mind you, both of SZA and, because I've been a fan before any of this, okay? SZA first came out probably 2013, 2014. I remember I was like a sophomore and high school and yeah. she had came out right for them. This is when Willow Smith was doing like her real R&B tease. Um, also Doja Cat, because Doja Cat's first, well, her, one of her first like big songs was this piece called So High. Go listen to it. That's like true Doja Cat. This is like when she had just dropped out of high school. She was making music on her like little MacBook. Like that's when I was a fan. So both, all of them kind of came out at the same time, okay? So Doja Cat went underground and came back. So this is a, actually would like stay more consistently going up since his album control a couple years ago was a banger and i don't even think it yeah, was grammy cold nominated cold
0: everyone it got yes. hot, so cold yeah
2: love and- galore like uh yes. very much like all of those were were like absolute bangers i don't even think it was grammy nominated somebody fact check, but I, I don't think it was I'll i don't even it. think it was grammy I'll look, nominated. I'll look it up and i also don't think She was never asked to do the Grammys. Um, And now, you know, Doja Cat, since Doja Cat really got really, really big during COVID because TikTok, I mean, TikTok really launched her career. Um, And so now, you know, she's getting her just due. And this is why I don't have a
1: personal. Control was nominated for Urban Contemporary Album. Mm
0: -hmm. Just one. Yeah. It was that. And then she had R me
1: performance of the weekend. You know, yeah. The weekend. And then uh Love Galore mm-hmm. did melodic rap performance. Supermodel was for R and B song. So she's had the thing
2: about it, she's she had, had, had the noms. She's had, yeah, the noms. had the noms. Um but still, okay, she so she has Grammy nominations. Why haven't the Grammys asked her to perform? Even now with the song with Doja Cat, why haven't they asked to perform? Um,
0: the same. Let's because the um, the weekend, right? That's a, another artist who's been snubbed from the Grammys for a really long time. Don't, wouldn't you say? I mean, the weekend has more of this kind of like electronic, like old, you know, funk type of thing. But it's that very similar thing where it's kind of like maybe similar styles, but he's always more snubbed by the
2: Grammys. Yeah. You know what and- I mean. You know, also like I would say, the weekend's music has honestly been very consistent, super Since consistent, not, because he came at around the same time as the Doja Cat. All the like, twenty thirteen, like that that era of music, mm-hmm. because that era of music was actually like underground, like you know, all the like. Uh ND kids, they were like listening to these artists, you know. We didn't want the mainstream, so we was listening to them. But now all of those artists who were like underground are now mainstream artists now. And but he I would say his music has been very consistent. Sizz's music has been very consistent. Um, Doja Cat's music has even been consistent as well. Um, but still, uh not a lot of awards. One, another artist who just got some recognition, and I'm so glad, even though some, he wasn't problematic for a while, but his music is really amazing. Tyler, the Creator. Mm. Um, Tyler, the Creator's music, I mean, he was a very underground artist, and still kind of considered to be underground. Um, but he he was performing he performed at the Grammys with Charlie Wilson Boys the Man. I love that album that uh Igor, loved mm-hmm. Igor. Um and actually won a Grammy. Um and actually when he released Igor, it actually went number 1 and made DJ Khaled pissed because DJ Khaled what what does DJ Khaled always have to say? He yells
0: on songs. DJ Khaled that's and it. And what
2: does he say we are number what?
0: We uh, are wait, yeah, this is true. <laughs> huh? We the best music. We the best
2: music, and always <laughs> oh, he's gonna one. say we are number one. So when him and Tyler released their album at the same time, and Tyler's album went number one, DJ Khaled went number two. He was pissed. He called Tyler, creating a fool, fool, not real rap music. Da 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 da. And I'm sitting there like, DJ, you, Bro. you don't even do your own music, like. DJ- <laughs> He's a producer. DJ a Khaled feature. be
1: going, he'd he be like, hey, let me yell on your song real quick. That's all right. he does. He's like, like let mean, me yell on your song.
2: People don't even know that that's his song because all we hear is a Jay Z or a SZA or whomever. We're like, oh yeah, that's SZA's song. No, it's DJ Khaled featuring SZA.
0: Ooh. Right.
1: Featuring. Um, featuring. One person that also in a problematic past, you know, we're going we're to. Gonna, Azalia Bane. Has never won a Grammy. Can you name one artist who has, like, you thought have maybe won a Grammy a female Aubrey. rap
0: artist? You talking about um, Nicki?
2: Yeah. Oh, because there's been multiple people um, that has not won a Grammy. But Nicki Minaj obviously had a chokehold on female rap for over a decade. Since 2011! No, 2009, yeah. okay? She, well, yeah, 2009. But yeah, so
1: like, that was the first time she was nominated. It was 2011. From then into, like... I mean, we saw the chokehold she, she still has when... Was it Beam Me Up Scotty? Is that the official name of it? Mm -hmm. Was released and got how many downloads in a night? Yeah. He still has a chokehold over the thing. And we're going to, I'm going to go back. So maybe the switch of Bruno Mars, right? Maybe his producers did the right move and told him to switch. He started winning. There are some people out there who have not told their artists to start switching and they are stagnating. They have the same Mm -hmm. flow, the same BPM. The same everything. And if they don't switch out.
2: soon. That's you calling that Megan Thee Stallion.
1: And if they don't switch soon, I
0: fear for their careers. But, like, the only thing I don't like about that is, again, going back to what we were saying, he switched over to something he wasn't, and so there are artists in that category who are... That's true. ...that is their culture, that their heritage, and they're not even getting looked at because of it. Because Anderson should have been had one. Right, should've Anderson
2: been, Pack, been, one. I mean, and there's multiple... Now, here's the thing people don't really realize. Didn't Kanye switch to gospel one year and win it all? He did, but also, the thing with Kanye is he grew up listening to that, his mother. The was in the like, It's not something Mm -hmm. out of left field, especially from what he started. I mean, if you go back and listen to Kanye's uh, early music, he he samples gospel music. Like he samples this music. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing um, completely new to him Mm -hmm. um, and which I cannot say the same thing about about Bruno Mars, because when he first came out, he, he was on the pop radio. I mean, and the only reason I really knew, because uh, grenade really never got played on R&B radio. Uh, no. uh, just the way you are is that the one with Bob, right?
0: No, that's airplane. Damn, airplanes, right? Oh no, that's that's oh. Bob and yeah, Bob. But I don't know if Bruno Mars was on airplanes. I can't remember.
2: Yeah, so Bob, that's the only way it kind of got played on R&B radio. Nothing on you, Nothing on you.
0: Oh, I got nothing on you. Yeah, oh, that like fashion So shows.
2: that was my first uh, introduction as a person who only listened to R&B radio. That was my first introduction to Bruno is from that song because B.O.B. is a rap artist, boom, and it, it really kind of played very well. And then just the way, you know, that piece was just everywhere. So like, you know. But 2014 without Tom Funk, It's a whole different and then everything else. And then let's actually talk about what is Silk Sonic. And also, let me, another thing that pisses me off. I've seen people say Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic, like Anderson Package is not
0: there. It is Silk Sonic. Like they are two, they created that entity together, you know, like it's two individual artists together.
2: Again, as an R&B soul funk lover and, and very passionate about this, I'm glad this music, is here, but I wish there was a more appreciation. And this is this is probably the one of the only times people who are listening will ever hear me say you know something about like old music, R and B music. I'm just gonna call you know it's back in the '70s, the '80s when funk was really a thing give the appreciation to the people that came before them because they were working their their asses off. Some of them, like Miss Anita Baker, you don't know Anita Baker, go listen to her. She just now, just now got her credits to all of her music, okay? For, she started making music in 1983 and won the Grammys, won the Soul Train Awards, won it all, but did not own her own music because of her record company. She just, 2022, she just won and got it all to her. Here are what our R&B, soul, funk artists were dealing with back then to now. So let's put some respect on those people names.
0: And I'll have to say, because what we're not, what what a lot of people um, may, may, there may be a take out there that you stick to your own genre and da-da-da, no, because there are artists who can jump and everything because like Beyonce have it, dipped into her little country roots and everything yeah. and people are like that's not that da, da. I'm like oh blah. country music is black bluegrass black so don't don't do that like there are different genres that is <laughs> first of all ours ours and so that's the whole different the difference and that's why whenever it was like the Kanye gospel thing that's black like so that makes sense again and also that's his roots and everything Bruno Mars ain't got no roots over there none. None. So that's where I'm kind of like, it's, I can't really justify that. Like I justify Kanye, Beyonce and everything because that's not his heritage and everything. It's different growing up and listening to that music and everything. But then I don't like how... My biggest thing is I don't like about it is why did it take for him to who is not even a part of the culture, to sing this music, to have this aesthetic for people to start paying attention? That's what I don't like about it
2: and another I mean, keep
0: doing it, but that's what I feel,
2: and another no mind you, it's good music. Like I love leave the door open. I really do. I really enjoy it. Um, and the reason I really cared for it, I love me some Anderson pack I did before he was in. So I knew who Anderson pack was before then. But what I will have to say, I have two things. One, about the Grammys, um, I'm so glad that my girl Jasmine Sullivan. I was, won, about, to bring,
1: I was about to bring that up.
2: One, because Jasmine Sullivan has been in the industry since 2009 um, with her first uh, album, which I absolutely love, which is still on repeat for me. I um, she's been doing great. And this, her newest album, um, Hotels, is chronicle her life and everything. And I just, I love it. And I'm so glad that she's getting the recognition that she deserves. She has a vocal Bible, homegirl can run, her deep raspy voice, I love it. But it's also funny because she, one of her Grammys. she actually tied with Silk Sonic best r&b song it was pick up your feelings and leave the door open both won it together so they just the the academy could not let silk sonic not win in a category that they read so like they had to um so i'm glad for that um i on michael's point i'm so uh, i'm disappointed that nikki has not won a a Grammy because she definitely deserves it so does Lil' Kim so does other uh, rap artists as well but my other thing I will have to bring attention to uh, the reggae genre Um, oh my gosh the reggae for the Grammy so mind you All of the nominees in this reggae genre except for one was like Jamaican artists where reggae is big you know that's where whenever you think reggae you think Jamaica or somehow connected to the islands. No uh they get uh they gifted this award to white dreadlock wearing men that did a reggae album.
1: They're Virginia based they're Virginian based.
0: Hmm good old south.
1: The Virginia bass band won their award, Beauty in the Silence.
2: They're from Virginia. (laughs) What? What the hell is that? Like, what in the hell is that?
0: I... This is what I mean, but they gotta be fucking with us.
2: they have who I want to know who voted for it. The the the, the people.
0: Oh, what what do we say before we turn the cameras on about being digestible for certain audience members? That's all I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say about Britta Mars. That's what I'm going to say about this little whoever they are, little Virginians. Um,
2: not little Virginian. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: no. digestible. It's what is digestible and understandable and familiar for this, uh, the the uh, the whoever. Um, recording Academy or whatever. And, just- I be-
2: and I believe now this may be wrong, but I think this is how like, I know the Oscars work this way and I think the Grammars work this way, but if you've been nominated in a category, you receive the privilege to vote. Um, Now, I, I because, yeah, so I think that's how it works. If you've been nominated in a category, you now have the, the, you, kind of a voting privilege um so i just want i don't know how how that won um because the other artists i think spice was nominated um mm-hmm. spice is known as uh dance hall queen yeah um if you don't know dance hall music uh listen to drake what was that drake dance hall i
0: need a one
2: okay i need a one dance one dance yeah that's dance hall music. That's dance hall music. It comes from the islands. It comes from Jamaica. Uh, but Spice is known as like queen of, queen of dance halls. And I think she was nominated and didn't win. A lot of people were upset because it was like, uh, we give it to a white man <laughs> when the queen of dance hall was nominated. Come on.
0: I like how they say, however, a non-Jamaican Arlington, Virginia based white reggae band was nominated. I was just like, oh my God. They really said how how in what way does this make sense? Sorry, Arlington, Virginia.
2: That's literally the furthest thing from what reggae actually means.
0: Literally. So yeah, that's. I think people were and there are people who are like, well, she's more dancehall than she is like this and da, da da I'm like, well, they don't. Isn't there kind of a grouping that automatically happens with that anyway? So like,
2: also I mean, dancehall music is a subgenre of reggae
0: exactly like
2: funk music is a subgenre of R D. they are connected yep.
0: and that's why i was like those seem invalid like i'm like we're right like
2: that that argument is definitely bullshit because you were you were trying to start a narrative that fits what you, what your belief is exactly. and it's wrong and it's wrong
0: very wrong because they know they know they were wrong <laughs> i'm sorry there's no way no They're way wrong.
2: They're wrong. But, you know, these award shows, they continue to just let us know that they are so out of touch from what is in the real world.
0: And I just want to say, talking about just wild and um, people who think they're not being woke, I have to kind of point out this little stuff happening in our own field here. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about, um, what is it, performativism and people just trying to say words and show solidarity through words. Um, stop it. Stop. Stop. It's getting embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for y'all because y'all don't know, I don't know who y'all got working behind these computers. They got fired. That shit was but, funny. Listen, y'all. So it what happened? Thing. Eastman School of Music in Rochester, New York, you know, Eastman for knowing all these. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, everyone wants to always say how these schools are they're, they're learning, they're growing, look at the, their diversity is getting better and all these things. Everyone wants to put out a diversity statement. Everybody wants to have a, like, a diversity council or whatever, you know, all these boards to show that we are progressing and everything. On the front page of their diver- of Eastman School of Music's diversity page, whatever they have going on, um, there was a mistake, that no, a, it wasn't a mistake, girl. It, well, it was, a, it was a mistake on their part. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it looks pretty intentional to us, but I'm sure this is not what they meant to put up. But it's diversity with this, you know, whatever the background of Eastman and everything. And it says underneath where you would think maybe they're writing a quote or something says, maybe write a nice quote here talking about diversity at Eastman.
2: Woah! <laughs> Eastman, Eastman has really been in in the news for very bad things related to diversity. So Eastman honestly, after the whole damn school, Eastman
0: that is like I'm sorry, I I get wanting to associate yourself with these level of schools because they have been put in such high regard. And being a person of color who can say you've gone to this and you have gotten through and all this, yada, yada. (sighs) I'm
2: sorry. um, You know how I feel about old white institutions.
0: uh, Yes.
2: Everyone should know this by now. And this fuels my point. Again, that... These white institutions, these predominantly white institutions that do this, they're never held accountable because that just told us what they really care about diversity. They don't. They're like, oh, maybe put something about diversity here. Maybe, just just maybe. And then also this, whoo, you know? again. Why ain't nobody hired to do uh proofreading like that? Uh, what was the last year when they, when they had the black thing the the black uh, musicians about black music and all they had was white people on the poster? Oh,
0: was that Eastman or was that Oberlin? That was Oberlin. Oh, was Oberlin,
2: but w- I, these big institutions don't have proofreaders. They Y'all don't care. pay all this money. They
0: don't care that's the whole thing. They will they'll get someone to proofread that Mozart program note, but they won't get someone to proofread this.
2: Well, in that case, I don't give a damn about your program. Please cease to exist. Goodbye. Not
1: at all. <laughs> <laughs> On a good note, though, the Senate finally made a correct decision. Did
2: they? Did they? Did they do it as a whole? No.
1: No. No. No, was, no one expected that. Like,
2: but oh, they did it for every other. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Had,
1: I don't think any had has any other one was
2: unanimous. No, they were never unanimous. But okay, yeah, way bigger. Like. Oh, well, like, yeah. That, but yes, cool. yes. Cool.
1: Anyways, anyways, she got through. That's all that matters.
2: Yes. Congratulations. See, absolutely, Congratulations. It, it, it congratulations. Pissed to me her. Off. It, it pisses me, me off that these people are, are asking her all these outlandish questions to her that has nothing to do with being a judge. First of all, that's, this lady right here is the Obert absolute... Qualified. Over- most overly qualified candidate that they probably had in the entire right. system of the United States Supreme Court. And you're asking her to define what a woman is.
1: That was, I, so I watched all of the confirmation hearings and it was laughable. I skipped all the Democrats because I knew they, they were like giving her breaks to like just not really talk or some of them asked her questions and it was just fine. But I wanted to watch all the Republicans because it was laughable. Laughable, what these people were asking them, especially uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Blah. Senator was it Holly? Um, was it Holly? L- to, uh, Lindsey girl. Graham was the <clears throat> was the worst. I was like, really?
2: Did we? You know what? You know what? The girls. Um, y'all know who the, the girls? Um, they they said that Lindsey Graham. Mm,
1: he probably, he probably floating around there in South oh, no, no, Carolina. not
2: probably. It, it's a, mm-hmm. and the people in South Carolina, if you were listening, uh, had the girls out there. hmm I heard Lindsey Graham on the payroll.
0: But I mean. Evidence. Let us uplift, let us congratulate Kintanji Brown Jackson because she, oh my, blessings to you, um. The award for patience. Oh my the god. The for patience. patience. like First on all of all, first
2: all the black people and that was watching this, like the black mama where where you ask something stupid and the black mama. <laughs>
0: she goes, Senator. Senator. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, Thank you Senator. for
1: allowing me to expound. I was like, I was like, girl, I would
2: No. But she couldn't the, that's the amount of patience.
0: But you now, know what,
2: L- and uh, and hate to bring this, but I have to. The amount of strength a Black woman has to have be- to to do, true. the fact that she had to stay calm because she knew she had to, because as soon as she would sh- just show a little bit of anger, that would have been smeared okay, everywhere. Now, 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 what was his name? Brent Kavanaugh w- was w- out here going w- off and w- everything.
0: Yeah, he never
2: never was labeled as aggressive. Never was was passionate.
0: He was passionate. Um, He was defending himself.
1: I will say the third day, the last day of her, like, as she talked to them, she started to get a little bit more um, pointed. And I was here for it. Because she was like, so the first day, I think, the first day she wore purple royalty, you know, because she's a royal girl. We love it. We love it. Um, Second day was red. That was a long day. That was like the 11 hour day. And the third day, she wore blue. And that blue day has some spiciness. Like, I think Senator Cruz said, blah, 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 blah. And she was saying, I have spoken on this before in the past two days. And if you have any other questions, I will then answer them. And I was like... Tell him, as per my last email, throwing uppercuts.
2: Right, per, 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 <laughs> per, per, my email! As I stated, as I stated before, oh my I Lord. said what I said, and she left it there. And,
1: and she, she did, but we, we are, we are, we, we, Eastman, yeah, how much you want to bet that was like, uh, you know, you know those speeches you hear where they put some funny stuff in there? and they didn't take it out while they were reading the speech, or they slipped up over it. Uh-huh. Everybody like, knows what I'm talking about. Los Angeles. Weird <laughs> anyways, um, that's that's what <laughs> happened Los with Angeles. East. <laughs> that's what happened with Eastman. I swear they were like, hey, can you post this for me later? And they didn't look at it. They said post, and they said...
2: Guess what? And this is always
0: what I say, you, those institutions are never going to change because you're adding this little here thing and here a little, this, it's still the institution until that thing is taken down and rebuilt in its entirety. These things will continue to happen. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you go, I just, I encourage who these youngins, y'all, young children, young POCs who are going out here and, you wanna do go to these institutions and be associated with this, this is what you're gonna be associated with. So just please be mindful, be aware that some of these institutions will accept you for a quota, and they that is this shows that, unfortunately. It does not show that they care about those students. What are they doing to make sure that you are okay? What are they doing to make sure your experience, that you feel comfortable about your colleagues, you feel comfortable about your professors, you feel comfortable to say anything, like, oh, hey, I experienced this, and I really don't know, like, what I should do about it. Is to have people go, we need to figure this out. You know, I want to make sure that you feel safe. This is not that. Uh, this is the performative side of what they want to say they have there. So, when we are older and it is our time to be making these donations and grants to keep these programs going, remember this.
2: Well, but remember this. Things will always be crazy. But Will. we always gonna talk about it too. So Will. thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um please comment down below. We'd love to hear what you gotta say. Um also for all the people who are Team Michael.
0: Mm. Um y'all about to get blocked. Blocked. Ah. <laughs> hey, let let them
1: be. Up, we're